0: podcast juice my name is michael dean and today we are joined by mr amp pooh sir how are you i'm doing good all right and uh joining us for the first time straight from the discord chat uh my man morpheus sir how are you i'm good
1: brother dean how are you
0: i'm doing good man so uh you know you're a new voice on the show you, you, you now i know ladies and gentlemen it's a little a uh, muffled there so we're gonna try and sweeten that up as best we can but um, today I wanted to talk about uh the Sheila E interview that was on the Breakfast Club this past week. Um I was first I was like, why is she on here? But then I remember she's got a new song with Snoop
1: Dogg. Uh that just, I just came happened out. to see that yesterday. Okay, and what's Papa. the song?
0: The song's called, uh No Line. Midline. No Line.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Uh what's well, interesting if you were to remember that uh, Snoop and Morris Day had a song together a few years ago and it was rumored like they were going to do a whole album. I don't know whatever came of that.
2: Um, and uh, some insider
0: information. Yeah,
2: yeah. Morris is on Snoop Dogg's uh, Doggy Style label for a bit.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, they announced that. He had but you up. know
1: what's interesting about Snoop, though? Snoop has worked with Rosie Gaines, now Sheila, Morris. Like, he's just going through the Purple Family like like it ain't no fun. Wow, you 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 gave me some information. I didn't know you worked with Rosie. Well, the thing with Rosie is a uh, it's a Bootsy Collins song. Uh oh, okay. Bootsy's on it, Snoop Dogg's on it, and Rosie. Interesting. Okay. Okay.
0: And and it kind of did it sound like in the I don't know if you caught that where Sheila it made it sound like they have an album coming out together <laughs> like they did a whole bunch of songs. Yeah,
1: like yeah. that. Like like that same album she was supposed to do once Prince passed away. Stop. It. Stop. <laughs> Uh,
0: no, but so I'm I'm actually curious. I I would love to hear this. Uh sounds like they had a lot of fun. It was kind of interesting to
2: see, I mean, sorry, to hear about the creative process.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, man, you've you know, what they say, full disclosure? Uh, you know you've you've worked w- around Snoop Dogg and Pooh. Yes, uh, yes. So, but, but I would imagine uh it is quite the environment that he has there. What's that called? The the comp. You back, you okay back there? The comp. You mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> need <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to get one of his
2: eight pills. I, I hope that's what he was doing. <laughs> I
0: was like, "Whoa, I think that type of that type of podcast." But anyway,
2: <laughs> you stay focused. Uh, what is it yeah. called? The compound. It's called the compound. It's a huge complex. It's a it's for it has theaters. It has a, st- a huge studio. It has a basketball court. It has a, a area where you can host parties, all kind of stuff. It's okay. amazing. It's
0: it's it's his Paisley Park, man.
2: Yeah, I was about to say it's a, it's a lower scale Paisley Park, which is not a knock on that whatsoever. But it's, that's just the kind. It's not as big as Paisley at all.
0: Back to Sheila E. Uh, what I wanted to do is first I wanted to play a little clip, and then we would talk about it. Uh, so get, bear with me now. It was interesting
3: because I started to do the movie, and I didn't realize at the time there's this East Coast West Coast uh, rivalry that was happening mm-hmm. that. I got thrown into. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that this was going on. I know that it went on, East Coast West Coast uh, rivalry with Latin music, with ah. the salsa music. There's a rivalry. I didn't Absolutely. know that. We were... Absolutely, back then. It was a rivalry back then. Oh yes. We run DMC and the no, Boys and all that. No, for no. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking Latin music. I'm talking Latin, oh, Latin music, but okay. and but hip hop as well. Really? For yes, because when I came in to do Crush Groove. Um, I did Holly Rock and Love Bazaar. And those uh, Holly Rock was written for Crush Group. But when I came in to do it, you know, we we started filming it. And then all the New York rappers, so I'm not going to name who which ones they were. I don't think they'll be mad now. It don't even matter. I ain't going to say their names. All right. All I know was they were just hating on me hard. It oh. was really, they disrespected me so wow. badly. It wasn't really? River Run, was it? No, no right. <laughs> I'll say no to that. Okay. No, but it, they disrespected me so hard that I'm 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 a person that would never quit doing anything. Mm-hmm. I actually quit the movie. What I quit the movie. I did not know that. I quit the movie because I'm like, th- what were they doing that was disrespectful? Oh, they were just they were dogging me. Just you know, who you coming in here trying to rap? Like first of all, I'm, I'm I'm just doing a song because it was for the movie and the whole thing. I'm like, you know. I'm not trying to be something I'm not, but I'm not claiming to be a rapper either. I'm just musically, I love music. Right. I love all kinds of music. And it was just, they were just hating hard. It was really, they were throwing shade all day. And not, and not even just them, but the audience when we did Love Bazaar scene in the club. So Michael shows the director, he says, okay, ready? All right, go. You know, we started to play the song at the end of the song. The audience is supposed to clap. Hey, you know, they were like this. You are lying. Wow. And they just stood there, like, stare, they stared at it. It was just... What a terrible negative quiet. experience. And when it's you hard. watch that or when you hear the music, it just sounds so fun and dope. You would never think that no, all of that, especially horrible. for our women, went on behind the scenes. It was horrible. And you had nothing to do with anything. No, I had... I mean, mm. Michael just, he, he said, cut. And he turned everybody's like, excuse me, people, you are extras. We're shooting a movie. You're supposed to clap when Sheila's done. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and you just, uh, it just got worse. It was just, it was horrible. So and I was did the like, artists apologize after that? The years after? But like,
2: you know what? We did you dirty back then. We apologize.
3: No. Damn it, man. No. Damn
0: All right. So there was that clip right there. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, what she was saying in this clip, because it made me start to think of, you know, the rivalry, not the rivalry, but I guess the beef kind of that Prince had about hip hop. And I kind of wonder, does some of it start here a little bit, or is this one of the situations where it was sort of in front of him where he saw that? And, you know, as Sheila mentioned, there were hip hop artists and people there in this room during these filming. And I had heard about this type of stuff years ago. And I don't know if it was um, the Crush Groove, I think there's a commentary track actually on the Crush Groove DVD. Uh, And then there's also the book by uh, Ronnie. Ronnie Rowe, Uh, if I'm saying his name correctly, he had a Prince book out uh, a few years ago, uh, Inside the Music and the Masks. And in there, Mm -hmm. he talks about the filming of Crush Groove a little bit. And I wanted to jump into that as well. But, you know, and tying it into Prince, you know, it made me think of the song Dead On It from the Black album. And in that song, you know, he's like, you know, the rapper's problem. Uh, And he's kind of going in on hip hop and stuff. You know, pack the house, try to sing, won't be no one left. See the
3: rapper's pop up, from, being deaf. Pack the house and try
0: to sing, there won't be no one left. And, you know, comparing brothers from Minneapolis to, 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 to people out there. So hearing Sheila own words about this, it made me really start to think. And also I have to remember too, when I went to go see that movie back in the day, opening night, of course I was a huge Prince fan at the time and I was also a huge hip hop dude, but I was running with people that were more, you know, we were all really trying to be like people from New York, you know, we idolized New York hip hop and and the style and the aesthetics of that. And, you know, the, you know, I had to cross that with, you know, I idolized Prince and Michael and stuff. So I'm the only guy in the crew with the Jerry curl. Right. Uh, with shell top Adidas, <laughs> with shell <show> top Adidas. <laughs> so I was rocking both, though. Okay, but I remember when it came on, when they went to the the Love Bazaar part, and I, you know, and y'all remember y'all Prince fans? That, that song was huge, and that video came out, and of course you hear Prince on the song, right? But mm-hmm. when you look at the video, or you know the movie footage, it's uh, you know the white <laughs> dude. And you're like, who the fuck? Betty. Is? Yeah, like who's who's this cat, man? And you know, okay, I'm a, feel free to clown. Go ahead. Oh, you thought that was I? I thought that was
2: Prince on the song. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, damn, I was stupid for that.
0: Well, yeah. how, how old were you at that time? Uh, I think I was eight. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, that's, okay, that's fine. You get a pass. We'll let you slide. Yeah, you get a pass for that. But you know, and but I remember, I remember one of my boys. He looked at me when that scene he said, Oh, Mike, they go your boy. You know, but it was like clowning because, you know, mm-hmm. just the whole uh, vibe of that was a hip hop movie. The whole vibe of that was totally different, at least in my opinion, of what, you know, the Prince thing was, you know. And it's interesting to hear that that was actually going on during the making of this movie. And uh, let me jump into I want to let me read a little bit. This is from the uh uh, Ronnie Ro book. Uh, Yeah, so director Michael Schultz of Cooley High fame, which is another iconic movie, started... Pretend, uh, per, uh-oh, here we go. Where would he go to school at? Started principal photography on May 5th and hoped to wrap by May 31st. But Sheila wasn't having an easy time of it. For one, some cast members resented her presence. They thought Crush Groove would dramatize the rise of Run-D.M.C., but saw producers soften it with a love story and a non-rapping outsider. Uh, This is Sheila's quote. A lot of people on the set. uh, Yeah, a lot of people on the set and a lot of the rappers weren't very cool, Sheila said. Neither were street hardened extras at the Disco Fever Club in the Bronx. Sheila performed a love bazaar for cameras, but heard the director yell cut. Facing the crowd, Schultz said, look, this is a movie and you have to clap for Sheila E. We're not sitting here critiquing her, which is interesting. And she said this in the clip from the breakfast club, but I had to start to think about it. Was it, you know, oh, you know, oh, it was just hating. I, I actually don't see it as hating. Not in the sense of, you know, you're not talented and blah, blah, blah. I saw that I can see this as a sense of, yo, this is our shit. This is our time. You know, this is hip hop thing. It's bubbling through. We're from, it's from the streets. It's not some, you know, this is a corporate attempt to sort of capitalize on it, but you know what I mean? It's, it's a new thing. Obviously uh, it's very much not Michael or Prince or anything that came before. This is very masculine, right? Type of energy and presence Mm -hmm. that that's pushing forward. And let me um, also read this last little part here. It says, uh, in Manhattan, Prince waited for Chick. It was, this is stemming from a thing of Prince, I guess, trying to get his bodyguard Chick to come back to work for him. And so he's, Prince is going to New York for the Crush Groove filming because she is there. So that's what that references. Um, it says, Prince reached the Manhattan Center, a theater on 34th Street, where director Schultz quickly filmed performances by Curtis Blow. Uh, The Fat Boys, Run-DMC, and a young, unknown Latin singer, Chad, and Sheila. In the dim, mostly empty balcony, Prince took a seat. With raised chin and blank, regal expression, he watched Sheila take the stage in her gray outfit. Her band, uh, Fiend, playing instruments while she did Holly Rock, a track Prince had written aimed at the rap audience. All right for a crowd of mostly Black and Puerto Rican extras dressed like breakdancers or rappers. They didn't seem to like Prince's bongo-heavy take on the genre, but Sheila ignored the non-reaction between takes and kept playing drums, sliding across the floor, as practice, laying on her side and pumping her hips while panting into a microphone. Once Schultz yelled, cut, extras offered weak applause. Prince quickly left the building. Uh, young LL Cool J, whose upcoming single Rock the Bells, insulted him and Michael Jackson, told a reporter, quote, Prince and his boys thought we was making Sheila Eagles to Hollywood when the film was really about my homeboys Run DMC and Curtis Blow. Um, so, again, you hear, I don't know, maybe she was she meant LL Cool J Sheila when she was talking, but I'm thinking like. Mm-hmm. Again, you you have a whole this whole other genre, this upcoming thing, and they want to push their agenda, their, you know, hip hop and this. And, you know, the other part you have to remember, too, this movie came out like, what, a year after Purple Rain? So mm-hmm. Prince was the man at that time, <laughs> period. And, of course, this movie is on Warner Brothers. I would imagine they probably would have loved to have had another Prince movie, right? But that wasn't going to happen, not not like this but they might have felt uh unease and still hip-hop hadn't proven to be the mainstream power juggernaut that it would become so maybe they was like we still have to inject you know this we got this prince thing that's hot let's put that in there that's the you know maybe this is the only way we'll green like this and again remember this is the story of russell simmons right but back then you're like who the hell is russell simmons Obviously, he became iconic. Does his thing, Rush Card, but at that time had been a proven commodity on a mainstream level. So they interject this Prince thing. They couldn't get Prince to be a part of this, obviously. But oh, we can get Sheila E. And also, it's very telling. I'm going to put this picture on the screen for YouTube people. There's a picture shot from the movie, and it was the scene where Sheila was. in her room or her apartment or whatever, and running then was there and they're kind of like playing around freestyling a little bit with the music and they're kind of playing the chords I think of love Bazaar or something but if you holly look, rock holly rock, but if you look at the wall remember there was that picture of prince nineteen ninety nine type poster in the background and actually on the other side there's the picture of the uh ice cream castles al- album so no, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I had I had neither at the time, but there's so much. And if you think about it, it's like, it's a lot of, you know, his presence was very much in that movie. Obviously, Sheila is the prince sort of pre- presence in that movie. And I think there was even a line from uh, Run's dad where he is sort of like chastising Run, like, you ain't Prince or Michael Jackson. And, you know, that you're a lot of Richie? Yeah. And you're a print. Very good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a classic <laughs> move. <movement. laughs> but you can see, like, you know, rap wasn't seen as I mean, today it would be you'd be like, why wouldn't you have a hip-hop type of thing? But I think with that in mind, I could see how the actual people in that movement could have took offense that, you know, why we gotta have him in here? Why, why they got. That ain't rap. That ain't from the streets. I mean, I'm sure it was salute to Prince. Of course, we know who Prince is. He's a bad motherfucker, but this is our shit. And I, and I I, I could kind of see that point. I mean, it would be to me, and I was saying this in the Discord, it would be like if they had Purple Rain and they was like, we don't know if this is going to work. Let's put Latoya Jackson in here because Michael's the man. And we know if we got any ties to Jackson in here, people are going to go see it. We would have been like, what the hell?
1: Yeah, especially if Latoya would have got up there and did Private Joy.
0: Hysterical. <laughs> that would have been
1: trash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then and then and then they have Michael's poster in the background, you know, some ominous looking. You'd be know, like, eh, uh, this ain't yeah, uh, eh. Uh, this ain't well, there's a,
1: actually another print poster in Sheila's apartment in that movie. It's when she slaps Run. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to try to put on those funky little pink socks. There's a picture from the um, the centerfold of the Purple Rain uh, tour book with that rainbow color looking outfit that he has. Okay. It's like, that picture's up there, too. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you know. And so I just thought, you know, the fact that Prince saw this firsthand during the making that, wow, the audience, they not really, they ain't feeling it like, you know. Okay, New York. That's how y'all you rappers want to come. Bet <laughs> I got something for you, monk. Yeah, <laughs> so, but I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think? Um, Pooh. Yeah, as I was
2: listening to the to the show, like one, I didn't think that it really went that far back. This East Coast West Coast thing. I I, I kind of see it on the uh, on the, uh, somewhat, you know, because they're in the heart of where hip hop started. So and she is doing a supposed hip-hop song with Holly Rock. So I can kind of feel them on that. Like, dang, dang, rap. Dang, what we know. Where's Roxie Chante? Where's Salt and Pimple? How you got this? Pretender.
0: But I'm like, I, I get that one. But Love Bizarre? that's That slaps. Seriously. But you got so to remember, they had never heard that. It was probably the first time those extras had heard the song. So it was probably like, mm-hmm. what is this? Mike. Stop it, nah, man. I'm I'm just no, saying, if you was a hip hop no, head, it's real. no, I'm saying if you was a hip hop head though, and you, and you wasn't necessary, and you was where's Run DMC? Where and they played that, and you thought this was a rap movie, and again, they don't know the script, so they probably had no idea. Mm. Like, why is wh- why are we gonna clap for that? And again, ah. I, I, I would I would equate it that, and that's the thing about you know you know how us some of us ain't gonna we ain't gonna be faking. <laughs> But <laughs> I, I, and I, I, they was I, like, kinda, I ain't feeling this shit. Well, y- y- y'all, this is a job. Stop it. You know, y'all are supposed to clap now. I, so I, you know, how, I mean, you know
2: what I mean? I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. The first time I heard Love Bizarre, And I was on Run DMC and all that. You know in the world.
0: I was going. I, I, I'm sorry. I cannot front that that song ain't. I'm ain't not saying. Good. Yeah, I'm not saying I, it's I just, not good. I, it's it's a I, banger. I'm just saying, like in the context of how they heard it and what their expectations <laughs> okay. were. Maybe. You could see how they was like, who they might have been like, Who is this?
2: I guess I was, that, that they
0: may have heard of glamorous strange. life. They, they may me. have heard of glamorous life. It was a big hit, right? That was a big hit. But in all actuality, Did she have a second big follow-up that they you know what I mean? Like they may have been like, Again, that's what I'm saying. If it was Purple Rain and you heard a slamming track by uh Shit, who else? Who who would have been the equivalent? The of a, no, no, it would have been, oh. it still would have been an artist somewhat related to musically, but it would have been a totally different genre. You'd it, have been like...
1: Like, like, think about it, like, if it, it was the family. And they came up with Screams of Passion, and that was in Crush Group.
0: Well, yeah, yeah but I was you saying, be- if you if you went from the Purple Rain route, and it was some other okay. artist, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of who you could think of Uh like if it was, uh, well, if it was, uh, shit,
1: man. Apollonia six.
0: Well, no, it would be, it couldn't be the same type of thing. It would be. So if it was, if you were expecting to see vanity Prince, and, and they're filming purple rain, but they brought in uh new edition Maserati. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying it couldn't be somebody from the same camp. I'm saying if they brought in something, okay. if they brought in new edition, and they and they was standing on. OK, it was ladies and gentlemen, new edition. They'd be like, you guys are supposed to clap for these guys. Stop.
1: <laughs> it's funny you say that because new edition is in Cush Groove. And I know did did they get that flack? Or like when the BC Boys came up there, and did that their song? Well, we don't know that
0: we don't. Know. Like, we don't. We don't know. That's right. We, you can't go by the movie. We have no idea. Right. But, but you can it's understand why it, maybe they did get that flack and it was probably like, why, why is, why are they in
1: this? Well, I, I totally get it too, because if you look at when Sheila's on stage doing a love bazaar in the disco fever, look at all those names that are be- behind her. It's Run, it's Curtis, it's L. Though they misspelled his name, but um, whatever. <laughs> right. And then you have some type of a singer that's up there doing some type of funk. Yeah, I could totally see the, the flack. I could see it.
0: I mean, it wasn't fake. <laughs> nope. Whether we agree with it or not, the people the people at, reacted how they acted, and that, that was an organic mm-hmm. thing. It wasn't like it was some stage type of thing. I'm just saying, in certain audiences, they're going to give you the courtesy clap. Most of the time, I don't know about nowadays, maybe be different, but Pure hip hop type of thing back then. If it wasn't dope, hey man, get. And this is New York. So, hey man, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah listen, imagine <laughs> if she filmed that. They filmed that at the Apollo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they would have been like, <laughs> <laughs> damn man, would have came out there. <laughs> get out of here with that shit.
0: I don't care who you is. <laughs> like, yeah, you look cute. <laughs> but, but, you know, I. so I'm just saying, like, I'm curious if that sort of breathes into it. But I I wanted to get your take, uh, Morpheus. What what are your thoughts?
1: Well, being from New York in the the 80s, what she says about the whole, like, uh, East Coast, West Coast thing, that really didn't happen out here until NWA hit. Right. You know? Then it really was like the East Coast, West Coast. So she might be a little bit off, but that's that's cool. I I wonder if Um, she really
0: meant they just wasn't feeling you.
1: It possibly could be because because if you really think about it, Mike, you said it too. At that time, Sheila only had the glamorous life. Why? I, it did puzzle me why all of a sudden she's in a movie after one album. Boom. And like, you know, when you see the first credits of the movie, what does it say? Starring Sheila E. It? All right, cool. You know? But... Uh, You know, it must be a a hectic thing, but I I will say this Sheila kind of got the last laugh Mm -hmm. because she, the Manhattan Center is right across the street from Madison Square Garden. Sheila has played Madison Square Garden. As far as I know, none of those rappers in that movie has ever done The Garden. Maybe Run has. Uh,
2: uh, I'm pretty sure Cool J. Right, Run did. DMC. Yeah. I bet I hear what you're saying.
0: But, I hear what you're saying.
1: I, I mean, I could, as I go back and look back, of like when I was a 15 year old watching Crush Groove, me and my cousin going to go see Crush Groove, like, yeah, we were all there for Sheila and Run, a little bit of the Fat Boys, a little bit of Curtis Blow, but it was mainly about Sheila and Run for, for me and him, right? So, if you look back at the movie, even like when she started to do in Holly Rock, I was like, kinda of funky, but it's not I'm not it's not even hitting me yet. Right, right. You know? So I totally get that with like you playing that song um for extras or whatever like that, and they hearing that and they're like, Huh? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I right, right, right. get off the stage, big off run. You know. I totally get
0: that, and this is not in. I already I, know. I already. I, already, I see you, Sheila. Yeah, I see y'all in the comments. Oh, y'all not real fans, This is not nothing. I salute Sheila. Sheila is dope, ridiculous, one of the illest, best to ever do it.
3: I'm just I saying to hop
0: on stage with her. So there you go. So, I, but I'm just saying in the context of that movie and what the words mm-hmm. coming out of Sheila's mouth, her experiences. I'm just trying to say I can see how that may have happened uh, during that. It's not a knock on her talents or those songs. Uh, uh, Love Bazaar I thought was ridiculous. That was so dope. Holly Rock at the time I was kind of like you, Morpheus. I I I liked it because I was a Prince fan. I I knew what they was doing with it, but I I wasn't I wasn't in my feelings that my buddies sort of laughed at that. Because I could understand why they would. I was like, she's trying to do a rap thing. That ain't her, but I get it. So I was like, hey, let it hurry up and be over so we can go on to the next, you know. I was just like, she yeah. look good. Though. You know, it's that's funny because you brought up a good point. You know, how does she become a star in a movie like that with just one album? But obviously, mm-hmm. it's, you know, she's on Warner Brothers. Yeah. She's associated with Prince. They want to keep that rolling. Yeah, let's put her in the movie then, you know. And it was a good look for her. I, I thought she looked great in that movie and her parts were cool. <laughs> Go ahead and say the Billy lie, Mike. Say the who? The Billy lie. Go ahead and say Oh, this it. is a business. But, but, I could, but at the same point, looking at it years later, at the time I didn't get it, but years later, I was like, I had to remind myself, you know what? This is actually supposed to be the story of like Def Jam and Russell. And, mm-hmm. and, and look how it sort of got so like, Convoluted and all over the place, but I could understand it is was that, so early. You know, looking back now, at it now, they would never do that to a hip hop movie. Now they would never have a biopic about like death row or something and inject, you know, uh, uh, that's the, the reason T-O- why they, they would not, not inject T O C sub subplot because we wanted to make it mainstream or something. They'd be like,
1: "Well, is that the reason why Misha Lay wasn't in Shade Out of Compton." Hilarious. Well, that's, she wasn't in there for a lot of reasons.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same type of thing. But 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 back then, yeah. but again, it would have been the same thing. It's very interesting if you look at Purple Rain, though. Um, I guess they tried to do that with Purple Rain, right? If you, some of the stories they wanted to get John Travolta to play the kid. <laughs> it's like, we don't know. We don't know if this Prince thing is going to work, but we can get John Travolta in here. He just had Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever, blah, 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 grease. Get him in there. So, I mean, they, I guess they tried to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been some old bullshit. Now wait, That
1: would have been something else. <laughs> <laughs> what part could have John played as a kid? The kid, man. I guess <laughs> that, that <would laughs> be
0: wild. <laughs> let let Prince do the music and have him be the face of it. That's their old trick, though.
1: That'd have been a yeah. cold movie. Ooh, that'd have been a cold. <laughs> kind of like a Showgirl, that part. My man was like, "Yo, I wrote this song for you," and it's with Pop go to Zipper. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." Wow. <laughs> Stop it.
0: <laughs> Here's the. We're gonna. We're going all over the place, but now it'd be interesting if they um, released the movie. Uh, I'll do anything. Uh mm. With Prince's music, like, like the the musical version of that movie, how it was supposed to had. You know how it was originally filmed,
1: but they I guess they edited uh, all uh, the
0: musical uh,
1: numbers uh, right i i in my collection there's the actual vocals from the actors singing the right songs, yeah for you them. don't want that
0: but I'm curious <laughs> now that. I'm sure there's some <laughs> there's somebody in the estate or somebody who's you know there's one of those persons that's in the company that's all about their bread, and it's probably like oh <laughs> we could <laughs> we could drop, <laughs> drop this. <laughs> Special edition.
1: Talk about, talk
0: about an original. There you go. There you go. Yeah, originals <laughs> volume six, the movie cuts. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll do anything. There's Nick Nolte.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nick Nolte sings Prince. Let's get this. Get this back. Now, some of y'all is like, what the hell are they talking about? Go look up. There was a movie called I'll Do Anything starring Nick Nolte. The original take on that movie was it's going to be a musical where Prince did all the music.
1: Well, he did some of the songs. Some of it. the songs. Yeah.
0: There are those songs a- exist out there, uh, you know, unreleased world At-
1: and various takes. And then there's a few of them songs that wind up on the uh, Vault Old Friends for Sale album. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, be ready for that. Yeah, Originals Volume Seven. Yeah. <laughs> they had that. They're probably have. What they going? They probably gonna get uh, that one. Ray Charles. Uh, what was that? Was it Pepsi or what? Uh huh. Uh huh. What, what what drink was that? I'm sorry, I can't remember.
1: Coke. Coke. Yeah. No, a, no, it was Pepsi. Was what it was Pepsi? I, no.
0: You no, got the uh huh.
1: Yeah. You got the right got, one or something. You got the right one. Bye bye.
0: <laughs> Let them drop that. The, the Ray Charles Prince duet album.
3: <laughs> Let me, I'm
0: stopped before. I'm giving them ideas. <laughs> <That's> hey. <dope. laughs> oh, like we really want to see that. Yeah. But anyway, um. There's another part that Sheila talked about, and I might just drop the audio in here. She talked about being on the Purple Rain tour and racking up a substantial amount of debt. (laughs) She was saying that um, at the end of the tour, she owed like like 900 some odd thousand dollars. Mm
1: -hmm. And it
0: was like, well, how did that happen? And she was just like, you know, me and Prince would uh, compete. Uh, who had the most, uh, who had the best dress and this and that and the third. And I was ordering these outfits, not knowing that I was paying for them. And I was like, and she, you know, she, she said a few things. <laughs> House she was, wins in the end. Yeah. She was like, you know, if I had the right people around me at the time, they've told me to look at the fine print of the situation, you know, and that's a good lesson. I mean, yeah. You know, again, it just goes back to me, you know, Prince was about his business. To some degree
1: as I win tells you lose.
0: It's like, yeah, let's, oh chili I'm gonna do this show. Yeah. Oh, what you got on? Oh, okay, I'll, let me get my and you thinking you and, uh you got the you got your money? <laughs> get off the road. What's this? Oh uh you owe us nine hundred thousand dollars but I thought we was oh, oh. <laughs> no let me stop yeah I mean it's that's, that's interesting. See, that is a
2: I was just gonna say that is kind of cold. Like President and Kipper to the game, like, oh, you know they taking that out your advance or something. Like that's cold as well. Ass that, he let her learn that lesson the
1: hard way. Is that the same le- uh lesson like if you go into a studio you think even though you might be signed to a, a deal, right, right, right? And then here it is, your album's ready, and then here comes the studio, go like, well, here's a 900000 dollars bill. Excuse me. <laughs> If the label supposed to pick
0: that up? Uh, nope. nope. We gave you a bucket of chicken, boy. <laughs> no, just, let me stop. It <laughs> <laughs> gave you some blame. <laughs> what the hell you want now? No, I mean it's a it's, I, it's a lesson learned though that, uh, yeah, we you can be in the moment of you know being creative and you guys are doing your thing, but you have to remember this is a business, and you ain't too far gone to see that yet. And now. Could a prince probably could have been like, you know, let me stall her out. I got that. No, stop. He could have said, "Yeah, y'all, y'all, stop that. Don't charge it. Charge it. Charge that to the game. I got that. We make that in the night. Stop it." But you know, I, Prince, did you get paid yet? <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: that was greasy. That's greasy. <laughs> Damn.
0: But it was interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, this. Don't let it get twisted. This is a job, you know. We out here working like a job. And uh, everybody, with my man Tupac, say, trust no one. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, bills got to be paid. Somebody's paying for these clothes and these minks. Don't let the lyrics get you. The glamorous (laughs) life.
1: Toy box. (laughs) (laughs) He literally
2: played her. He's like, yeah, sing this song about the glamorous life. Try to keep up with it bill do
0: yeah. and i i'm not and i'm not dissing she like we want Sheila to come on the show she might hear this like no <laughs> not them niggas.
1: <laughs> 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 i'm just messing No, nah, i'm pretty sure the counselor could get her to be on here
0: oh we we, we hopefully that we definitely would love it but um I love that. I, I for the interview for what it was, I loved it. Like, you know, with some little things in there that they dropped in there. I thought was very interesting. It was cool. Um, I love that she was on a big platform like that. You know what I'm saying? That a lot of people, a lot of younger people can see, oh yeah, Sheila E, yeah, man. Okay. I remember hearing about it. I remember that song my mom and them dad used to play that, blah, blah, blah. You know, so that's dope that they actually opened the door and roll out, you know, let her come through. I I was kind of like, man, where my man Charlemagne? Because if you could have been, oh, he would've he would've been there? Very, very interesting. Nah, you, you, you didn't hear him. But Angela Yee, you could tell Angela Yee was a Prince fan. And she was like, Yeah, I used to listen to Romance 1600. I was singing Sister Fate as a child and didn't know what I was talking about. Listening to Yellow. I was like, Oh, Angela, how old are you again? <laughs> but uh yeah, what about- man. Uh, The the
2: other thing, interesting, there was a couple of interesting things that had she come on the Prince podcast, Mr. Michael Dean. And yes, I'm going to go ahead and sing your praises, sir. Would have followed up on that. The Prince fan would have loved to have got more information on. Uh, She started. uh, She mentioned they mentioned earlier that she uh, left the Prince camp and they asked her why. She said, well, you know, the music changed. She started doing some music Mm. that I wasn't feeling. And I was like, wait, what the I was like, what? Because for us, um, her leaving the Prince Camp was, what, 89? He had just Mm -hmm. got through doing Love Sexy, which, you know, it might, you know, some people later found it to be a masterpiece. But there were some bangers on that album. And then he was working on Raven to the Joy Fantastic, which had some damn good cuts. And then Batman. So I'm like, I'd love to know when she say music that she wasn't feeling, what
1: was she talking about? she might have been talking about Latino Bobby Girl.
0: Mysterious.
1: Because at the time that Sheila left, they were starting to work on her fourth album. Mm. But it never got released or completed. So it could be that.
0: Yeah, I, want, I and I haven't really read all of her book, but I'm very much curious like, what was it that you know... In her sp- book, sp-
1: she doesn't really explain exactly why she left mm-hmm. either. But I guess it was also too, like you know, because of, like they were engaged, right, right, quote unquote engaged. You know, that relationship <laughs> broke up. Okay, yeah, I, I you seem skeptical of that engagement. <laughs> I, I do because I'm sorry because if you look at Princes uh, and that and that time frame that she's talking about, right, he just kind of like had finished the things with Susanna were still like, you know, rocky, right? But he was still feeling her. And then here comes Anna Garcia, later Anna Fantastic. He's with her. Then all of a sudden, then you're going to say, oh, Prince and I were engaged around the love sexy time. Excuse me? No, you weren't. No, and, uh, I'm on. just sorry. Any female out there um. would recognize her man when he proposes to her, what time of day it was, where they were at, what they had for dinner, they would know that. You sitting call. there saying, like, oh, we were in some European city and like we were playing Purple Rain. He mouthed the words to me, Will you marry me? And I said, Yes.
2: Uh, I mean, now come on now, The thing is, <clears throat> you know, we we almost deified Prince as this musici- musici- musical god, But the dude was kind of grimy when he when it came to the ladies. I mean, there's reports, you know, of, of the many different Vanity and and uh and Susan Muncie. <laughs> we had Jill Jones on the show. She said that hey, yeah, it was Vanity or was me, that was that was Susan. Then there was what Sheila E, Susan, and Susanna, Wendy's sister, which I'm sorry, that's messy as hell. How you uh dating your band member's sister and you cheating on her?
0: So I mean yeah, they work
1: here. So my wait, wait, wait hold on. Hold
2: on. So then they say with Sign of the Times. Okay, yeah, you name it Anna Fantastic, but didn't he like let that marinate till she got legal? Stop. And then there's oh, reports and with cat. the views she... expressed by Anna. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a whole art. Come on, let's not let's not act like there isn't an article
0: where Anna says she he waited for her. So I mean, so that, he, uh, well, no, I'm well, just saying
2: he brought up Anna, fantastic. But I'm I believe
0: she went back and clarified that that's misconstrued what she was saying. Oh. That's want to, we don't okay. put no words in her mouth. So
2: I'm just so saying, like, going. so I'm just saying, like, you know, you're you're, you're 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 trying to get the timeline where he had all these other females,
0: but that was Prince. he, had, he
2: did have all those other females, and and I'm not, I'm this is mm-hmm. not saying casting any aspersion to Jill. Jill said. So we were okay with it. Well, at least she was. Let me take
0: the back. At least she was. Like we knew the deal, right? Well, you know, that doesn't mean that he didn't tell her let's get married, right? That don't mean that. Maybe so. Because I, I just but look at it from the aspect. Well, I mean, you can respect that. That's true. I, I'm just saying. To me, it just sounded like it was a single man who is known as a sex symbol, rich, good looking brother, uh, doing what he letting players play. I don't. There's nothing, I don't see that as Grammy. Like, dude wasn't married to nobody, so uh, he got beautiful women around him. Mm-hmm. They want to be a. They 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 want to be chosen.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they ain't
0: forced nobody. Got brothers. Got to me. He's like listening to his pen game. He obviously got uh, a lot of game. Uh, he spits. He know how to holler at females. Uh, Sometimes he probably don't even have to say nothing. So friend. So for him to have a whole bunch of women, I I would expect that, uh, for him to tell a, another chick, yo let's get married. Tell me, I just see that he's running game. Like I don't I don't see why that would be hard to believe. cat's been doing that for ages and gonna continue to do that. That seems like that's a playbook. Well, damn, so doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't on. Say it again. You have to talk about uh, he running game on her proposing. I'm like damn, she definitely not coming on the show now. No, no, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying what men no. do. That's not. I'm, I'm. It's not a slight to her. I. I, that's what I don't. I don't disagree or disbelieve her. Again, I have no I mean, idea and, knowing. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me. If he said that. This is. I mean, wouldn't a? That's not a, out of the rule book of how a man in that position would act. And we've had men who have less than that be telling women that type of stuff. So I don't. I don't see why it would be a surprise yeah. to hear that. And low key, low key.
1: There's a lot of us that were in the the purple family that were like saying, yo, Sheila is the perfect match for him.
0: Yeah, I don't know about all that either, but I'm just saying, I hear what you're saying, but I'm just saying in terms of her claims, I I can't, Mm -hmm. they don't sound surprising to me. Again, when you look at, in my opinion, a man, what a man would do in that position. And if he had all these women, they say, but then I suppose he had to be running game. How would you have more than one, three or four at a time? He, He ain't doing it on a, you know what I mean? Of course he's running game. <laughs> Some of them know that they, and they know their position. Ain't no so that that any rock star that's on that level would probably been doing that since the day one. So ain't nothing new. You know what I'm saying?
1: Ain't nothing new. No, no, no shade, no shade, no shade. But the one hell.
0: And she leads fine, fine as fine hell. Stop. So that's really what would you be saying? Would you want to get married? Go back and rewind the sign of times when she was beating on them drums.
1: Oh, stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Stop it!
0: So if he said, "Do you want to get married?" I bet, damn yeah, he probably said that. Who <laughs> wouldn't? <she? laughs> probably was caught up,
1: put it on him. He put it on her. She, wow. No, you know, you know the one that I always like was like. Ray Charles, I was like, you at a game like that? Salute.
0: Ray Charles is probably going to see how fine she was. I, I want to yeah. get married too, girl. Anyway, salute to Sheila. man, a legend for real. No, no. All right. <clears throat> Any other things you want to bring up on that interview?
2: Uh, one other thing um, that was interesting, she got to talking about how um, her being around drugs, she was mentioning her family members, how she had friends that would come around with uh, cocaine because they sold it. And the first thing that came to me was he was talking about that. I'm like, see, this is what Michael Dean needed to be talking to her because he had to follow up with, you know, there's a pretty infamous urban legend story about uh, Prince uh, having a bad trip on ecstasy. I was wondering if you can elaborate or not, because that that one was like, oh damn, she she talking about cocaine was there and she dabbled in it, and I'm like, damn, she's spilling all the tea.
1: Well, what? isn't there a family member uh, in her family named Coke? Nah, that's news to me. I don't know that. Coke Escovedo. Oh, okay.
0: The Lord. Well, I would, I would have, I would have maybe asked, you know, was old friends, old friends for sale, sort of referencing, maybe you know, we maybe thought it was about Morris, maybe he was throwing something at her a little bit. I don't, I don't know, but oh, uh, good one.
1: Well, old friends for sale.
0: You know, when we talked about it last time, you know, cocaine becomes charming and all that type of
1: stuff. Yeah, but it's also it could also be referencing big chick.
0: That's what I'm saying. It could have been a, a number of things, but I would have kind of thrown right. that into it as well. Mm. Um, the other thing that that was she mentioned about uh, how she had changed and how she took a look back at herself and how she would how she was acting and being angry. Uh, and those different things. And I had heard things. I don't know if I've seen it in books or something. And it was like. it was, I got the impression that sometimes Sheila E. Would, could go hard on somebody like. Talking to him or whatever, in some kind of way, I wonder if that's what she was implying you know, she sort of changed her attitude about things. And then she went into, you know, they kind of tiptoed around a little bit of like, why was, she, you know, where did that spawn from? And she started to talk about that abuse thing. You know, that was, that was pretty heavy, man. I, I was actually, I was driving when I was listening to that. She said she was five years old and she was molested. And I was just like, man, I don't even, I can't even imagine, you know what I'm saying? Like if that happened, you know, as a dad, that's, that's some heavy stuff. And I, I can't imagine. How does that what does that do to you growing up and in, in the way you think about certain things? Uh and men, do you you know, do you trust them or You know, there's just there's a lot mm-hmm. there. It's very interesting. Uh That was, was dope that she was able to speak about that, but
1: man. There'll be a question for you if you ever got to talk to her.
0: Possibly, possibly. You know, it's about, you know, if it felt right, but
1: Uh do you remember that benefit that she had and she invited the time and Morris didn't show up. So she went on stage and said and did his parts. Vaguely. I want that I want that cool now.
0: I think they have recently done shows together. As a matter of fact. The one question I would have asked, and I don't have this receipts in front of me right now, but I don't even remember, you know, she talked about the 21 Nights shows in LA or whatever. But I was always curious what it was it that sparked the breakup at that time? I remember she had posted mm. online. It was Twitter or one of the, whatever she had posted on. I was like I will no longer be playing with Prince and da da da. da.
1: Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and,
0: and I always kind of wondered, did they reconcile off of that? And I remember she, it was something where she was saying like, my reputation, or I can't have my people looking back. I don't. I might be misremembering it, but I always wondered. Like I was like, man, it seemed like they was in a good space, and this is years. Later, you know they're back together, working, and i always I always felt like, man, those are the last two people that I would want to see you know go different directions uh, and, did you and to the fact that she made Morris? that public like that that was very interesting.
1: Did you see Morris on d l usually uh, just a clip okay, Morris talked about this instance and in this what Prince was always famous for. Was like, hey, come on and jam with me, like you know, bring your gear and everything like that. Then just right before they are about to go on, now nah, send them home. I'm gonna do the show by myself. All right. I think that was, I think that was something having to do with that where Sheila was supposed to be the opening act, but then he decided to have Larry instead.
0: Uh okay, that makes sense. Yeah, well, she should have did him just like you. Here's the bill. <laughs> Yeah, let me get my bread. That's why I like when in <laughs> that clip of Morris that Morris said, you know, I, I be, he basically said I started becoming purse first, first, first. But yeah, I'm going to need my money up front, playboy. Yeah. He said, cut mm-hmm. the check. so I showed up? <laughs> That's right. So, but yeah. Mm. It is what it is. All right. Well, salute to Sheila E. Uh, Go check out her song with Snoop Dogg. And uh, we'll support that for sure, um, uh, man, we're about to get up at oh there was something else I was gonna say Nah, I can't remember, so I guess I'll leave it alone. uh, the Morris day book comes out next week, or if you I hear if you hear this, it may be this week, but i'm I'm day one I'll be right when the bookstore open I'm right, oh, I
1: don't wanna see going. if there's an book for it.
0: There is, yeah, there is. I, I, it's not him, I don't believe, but there is an audio. Player. Okay. Um, also, I wanted to say, I was going to say real quick, salute to all the listeners out there. Uh, we passed the uh, ten thousand subscriber threshold on YouTube this this past week, so salute to everybody for that. Thank you so much. Uh, we're just going to keep it, you know, keep doing our thing, but uh, we appreciate it for sure. Uh, and Pooh, where can they find you online? Find me at uh Twitter and Instagram at Ampoo. All right. Morpheus, sir. Uh You've mm-hmm. been baptized now. You, you... <laughs> where, yeah. can, where, where can people yeah. find you online, sir?
1: Well, you can find me mostly on Discord chat. <laughs> <Aha>. <laughs> and uh you can reach me on Skype at love4 one another
0: two. Sixty, <laughs> You're the first person to say you can reach me on Skype. Like, he ready to holler at. He's like, ladies, call yeah. me up.
1: Man, I man. mean, my, my Facebook <laughs> is in repair because, you know, basically, here's the story. Here we go. My This is not my real name. And only My closest friend will know my real name. But my name is an avatar. And Facebook, you always want to ask you, like, ah, you know, are you real? Are you real? Oh, uh, okay. But then so when they asked me that, then I started having health issues. So I never like re signed back to Facebook, but one day I'll get back there.
0: So you're saying you got a good job? <laughs> I ain't trying to mess up my bag, Mike. <laughs> my name is Morphy. No,
1: <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to hide from an ex.
0: Well, damn, you didn't have to go there, but okay. <laughs> So basically you're saying them child support, they want their money and, and listen, I can't put my name out there. Mike. I got warrants. So I'm, just, I'm just messing with you. This
1: Nigga got jokes.
0: said, so Mike, I got tax liens now. Stop.
1: Ah! I started oh, that hair the care business
0: up. back in the day. This shit didn't go well for me. I a lot of, Catch lot you, of you on the next episode of
1: Death Master. Okay
0: all right um we're gonna get up out of here ladies and gentlemen work it like a job we'll see you next time peace